Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and today we're talking about themes, content themes specifically. I introduced the concept last week in the pep talk episode, and I did a quick explanation there, but it's a concept that deserves a deeper dive, so we're going in. Having brand themes defined for yourself and written out is a must for moving forward with creating content on a consistent basis. And that's the goal, right? That's what we always talk about. Some type of content created consistently to resonate with your audience and to build a relationship with them. There you have it. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. All right, themes. How do they benefit us? For one, having brand themes set allows for you to be focused in your content creation brainstorming. If you're only thinking of a few themes, you'll be able to create ideas and nuances of content. And conversely, if you can't think of anything to fill a bucket, it's not truly a theme for your business. Themes help to inspire you for ideas as you go about your daily life as well. You know, if you see an article, for instance, you know, you may automatically think about how it works for one of your themes or how it applies to one of your themes. You know, when they're so defined and you're aware of them, You make those connections when you're reading things and seeing things out in the world. Themes also help us connect with our audience. You know, when you consistently talk about the same themes over and over, your audience knows who you are and what you offer. They know what to find by coming to you. And are your followers asking the same questions over and over? Are there things that are of particular interest to your customers? You know, that's a need that they want filled and may be a theme for you. And most importantly, having themes helps with planning. When you know what you can talk about or what you're going to talk about, planning becomes less of a chore. You're able to create a cadence and like rotate the themes in, avoiding that dreaded, what am I going to talk about inner dialogue and stress that you feel. And to further that thought, once you've identified your themes, you can plan your content cross-platform with better focus. So yes, now you have a system to work within. You know, you apply the same thinking of creating ideas within buckets, whether it's for your blog posts, as you do for your social media. And when we're planning and have a system, the whole process becomes less overwhelming, the whole content process. You know, you can literally plan out one month, three months, or six months of content. You know, and the idea here isn't to become robotic. You know, the idea is for planning content to take out the the pressure and to take the pressure off of yourself. You want to communicate your ideas. And, you know, themes help you to organize your thoughts, which allows for you to plan better, which allows for your communication to be done properly. 
And P.S., there's always room for some off-the-cuff content as well. You can pop that in the plan at any time. Creating content ideas for my clients is one of my favorite processes and um, activities in my business. You know, sometimes it's easier to spot themes when you're looking in than while you are in. And I love when I start to suggest themes of content for the clients and they begin to start to follow my thinking, you know, and they start suggesting things themselves. You know, that light bulb, it's going off. So they start to understand how what they talk about can be whittled down thematically. And once they have their themes, they're empowered. I mean, it's funny how a construct can actually be freeing, you know, and we'll talk more about this in a bit. But we all have our brand themes for content. It's just a matter of whether we've defined them or not and whether we adhere to them or not. Sometimes brand themes are called content pillars or content buckets. And whichever term you prefer, you know, use whatever, you know, it's just that you set these brand themes as overarching concepts. And I want to emphasize that overarching, you know, these are overarching concepts for your brand. And once you've got a few themes, you can then populate them with ideas for content that are more robust and more drilled down in concept and that fit into that overarching theme. I explain the idea of having themes a lot. You know, as a web designer and course creation strategist, I work in areas where people are always creating content. So take having a blog, for instance. You know, the blog is your platform for expression. It's the draw in for an audience to get to know you. A blog as a platform allows you a long form place to share your expertise and your personality. In blog development, there are categories that you set as a means of organization, you know, for your blog post. And this allows you to organize your posts by subjects so that readers can more easily find the content that interests them. You know, categories are the same thing as themes. You know, what are you going to write about on your blog? What are the overarching topics? Those are questions I always ask. And I usually explain it like this. Think of a menu at a restaurant. Okay, the topics are appetizer, salad, main course, dessert. Those are your themes. You know, they're overarching containers that hold specific content. And within them, you could place chocolate mousse, cheesecake, brownie pie, and keep on brainstorming content from there. I mean, you wouldn't have a theme of chocolate mousse. It's just one idea under the dessert umbrella. And so when you look at the overarching theme of dessert, Look at how much you can think of and talk about that fits. You know, how many main courses can you think of? You know, this is where your content starts to develop. All right, now let's apply this idea to a health coach example. You know, your themes as a health health coach might be nutrition and eating, exercise, and overall mindset. You know, those are broad enough categories for you to develop a number of content ideas within. All right, let's just riff a little bit. You could talk about creating a weekly eating plan or does juicing help you cleanse? And that could fall under the nutrition and eating category. You know, crunches versus planks or the benefits of yoga, like that could fall under the exercise category. And how small shifts make lasting change or how health starts in the store before you bring it home, those could be topics under the mindset category. And now you're, you're really starting to like broaden the ideas and you could just keep going on. And I want you to see how these overarching themes have a depth to them. You know, they're specific to the industry 
And then with your custom expertise, they're specific to your brand, but they're broad enough to hold lots of topics within them. And there's room in these themes for recipes and exercise demonstrations and coaching topics. You know, there's room to create live video, blog posts, and podcast episodes. You know, once you have your themes, you can create your content in any mode. And that's why defining your themes are so important. It makes all of your communication and all of your content easier to create. All right, you need to write a welcome sequence? Look at your themes to guide you. Working on content for your membership site? Look back at your themes to guide you. And this is where the freedom concept comes in. You know, you can explore so many ideas and different depths to your content when you're staying focused. You know, with your themes as a guide, you're better insulated from going off on tangents that, you know, distract from your brand mission. And you can go deeper into ideas um, as a way to create new content that hasn't been seen before. Because yes, like we have all seen that there is a ton of surface level content out there. So going deeper is bringing you, your understanding, your ideas, and your ways of application forward. And this doesn't mean you have to get like scientific and dissect a topic. We, we want your audience to relate to the content you're creating. And, and in fact, I had this conversation with a client last week. This diving deeper, and uh, it, it means that you can take a topic of relevance to your industry and, and one that others are talking about too. And you just put your own spin on it. You know, present a topic that is being discussed in your own way and break it down like only you can. So the million dollar question, how many themes should I have? And, you know, I gosh, I hate whenever we come up with something like this and then I have to say, well, that depends on your personal pr- approach and what your business is. But really, it does depend on your brand. You may have three themes or you may have six themes, depending on what you do in your business. There really isn't one definitive answer for everyone, but you just want to keep the idea of overarching buckets to a minimum and then expand the ideas in the content. You know, again, this goes to showing your audience what you do and you can't be everything to everyone. Go back and listen to episode 20 about the importance of finding your niche if you need further reinforcement on niching down. You know, I had a client this year who I asked to send me her categories for her blog, and she sent a list of over 20 items. And it was honestly like overwhelming just to read and take in the list of items. And and I knew her brand. I'd have been working with her content. So we worked together on bringing that list down to six items. And now here's the thing. We didn't cut out any topics. You know, I didn't say, you can't talk about this or you can't talk about that. But what we did was refine the themes so that one category could absorb five of her original categories. You know, this is focusing your brand voice. This made it easier for her audience to understand and to follow her content. And it made it easier for her to plan what she was going to produce. A lot of what she had created as categories were actually posts or content pieces for her to talk about rather than overarching categories. So to be able to refine that, she was still able to talk about those concepts, but we weren't defining them as a theme for her brand. The more focused you are about 
what you talk about, the better results you're going to get, period. We're going to talk more about content. I mean, I, I want to break this up. And in next week's podcast, we're going to talk more about how to create content by working with your themes. You know, I want to walk you through some ways that I help my clients plan and we create content for their brands. Hey, I'm back with another segment of what I'm loving right now. Can you guess what I'm loving right now? My phone number. I know it's so obscure. What? What are you talking about? I mean, how long have you had your phone number? For me, it's been 20 years, the same phone number for 20 plus years. I've got a Central Jersey area code and I moved to New York City with it and I dealt with the backlash. I moved to Brooklyn with it and I took all the funny looks from everybody and I moved back to Jersey with it. It's okay, but it's still not a 201 area code. But I never needed to change it. People had my number. So I got a strange voicemail the other day from an LA area code. And in the message, the person addressed me by my maiden name. You know, I've been married for 14 years now. So at first I thought it was some wax solicitor, but as I listened and he said his name, a huge smile came across my face. My dear old friend said that he was remodeling his house and found an old, my old business card in his Rolodex. Uh, can we just talk about a Rolodex? Let's gig on that for a minute. <laughs> um, but he found my old uh, business card and he decided to call. And I mean, what a freak try of a 20-year old phone number. What are the odds? When I rang him back, we were all loud and like, oh my gods, from, uh, from both of us for the first few moments that we connected. You know, my old friend had reached out to me and we were connecting after 20 years on just a normal Thursday afternoon. Like I'm literally beaming right now as I tell you this story. But what was cool was that like we dropped right in. We were just catching each other up on our lives and what we were working on now. And it was really enlightening and heartwarming. You know, we've, we reconnected with like no awkward silences and genuine excitement for what we were hearing from one another. And now we're following each other again after all these years. So I feel really happy and inspired by the outreach. And, you know, I wonder what it all means. Like, that's like the universe talking, right? I'm outreaching to you. So keeping the same number for 20 plus years, that's some long game thinking. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.